are now listening to. Let's talk about the upcoming NBA draft. Now, we're going to discuss more about Auburn basketball because the deadline for players to withdraw from the NBA draft is upcoming. I believe it will be on. It will be on what Wednesday the first, and so we have two guys already. In addition to Jabari Smith and Walker Kessler, who have thrown their names into the hat for the NBA draft, they've yet to withdraw their names. So we'll just we'll pick that up on Wednesday or later on. But I want to talk about two mock drafts that has Jabari Smith listed as. Uh, the potential number one pick in the upcoming NBA draft. Kyle Boone of CBS Sports basically projected him to be the first player taken. He was followed by Gonzaga's Chet Holmgren's Mike's boy as the second player uh, selected, <laughs> followed by Duke's uh, Duke's player Piallo Banchero. I believe I said that right. Uh, Both of the mock drafts had them listed in that order. Now, Kyle Boone said this. He basically noted Jabari's size, which many people have have pretty much uh, praised him for, being an elite shooter at his position, uh, a capable defender, and he basically had the tools to be a potential future NBA All-Star. Brett Siegel of Sports Illustrated basically says, while I'm quoting him, while there's still some internal discussion amongst the Magic's front office on who to go with. The general consensus around the league points to them going ahead and selecting the Auburn freshman first overall. And he notes his size, length, scoring, and a winner's mentality is what Orlando gets with Smith here with the number one overall pick. And he also mentioned that while Chet Holmgren would pretty much be a center in the NBA, Orlando may be okay there. And so I think if you're at this point, you're going for a guy who can get you buckets. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes a guy like Jabari Smith a very attractive uh, selection for first round because we've seen this guy can score in bunches. So right. mm-hmm. those are one of the things that they noted. Just want to hear from you guys. Would it be a travesty if Jabari Smith doesn't get drafted first overall? Treat your boys. Chill Boys underwear is designed for maximum comfort with enough space to keep you cool, calm, and comfortable. Chill Boys underwear will help you keep the boys close, uh, not too close. When the game is on the line, you won't break a sweat with Chill Boys underwear. Whether it's left boy, right boy, or both boys, Chill Boys provides your boys comfort like you've never felt. Visit chillboys.com and use code RAPPORT, that's R-A-P-P-O-R-T, and get 15% off of your order. Maximize your chill with Chill Boys. Would it be a travesty if Jabari Smith doesn't get drafted first overall? It'll be a travesty if Chet Holmgren gets drafted over Jabari <laughs> in any kind of your way. boy. Hey, uh, like, hey, 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 like, your boy. Like, like, I got, I got B. Will Jimbo vibes for. Teddy. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me see, let me get you ready to throw this shade <laughs> real quick. I just, I think in this. In this era of the NBA, your big man needs to be able to shoot. We're seeing a lot of these big men that are stretching the floor. They can shoot. This dude can't shoot. He's he's made of twigs. I don't, and I'm not saying that he can't bulk up and put on weight. I just wonder what that'll do to his game 
Right? I just don't see how his game translates to the NBA. I don't. Mm. I really don't. Not enough that if I'm looking at uh, 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 Banchero from um, Duke, Duke or Jabari Smith and saying, yeah, this is my franchise guy, Chad Homer. I think this will be a um, Darko Milicic level mistake. I will. I do. I think that's the level of a mistake drafting Chet Holmgren will be number one overall. Now, if you're wondering who Darko Milicic is, if you don't I know... Go, I was going to go with Sam Bowie, but we're going, we're going with Darko Milicic. Uh, yeah, like Darko, uh, almost everybody in the end, you know, the, the, the next five guys that got drafted after Darko are all still in the NBA. So he, I think he are got they? taken with the, the number Not two pick. All of them, but D Wade isn't. D Wade isn't. I well, think okay, part of recent, class. recently. I mean, but, okay, yeah, or, but, but I understand and, uh, your point. Are going to be a Hall of Famers. My whole point is he ain't worth shit. Like, he's awful. Here we go. Like, it was not, <laughs> like, so I, mean, good. I mean, it was a franchise sinking <laughs> mistake to take him with the number two overall pick. Well, you, see what Joe, you see what Joe Dumars is these days. Right. Everybody that got drafted around Darko turned into. You picked the one guy that is in the top five that's going to end up not being like a Hall of Famer. All the rest of those guys were franchise guys. Yeah, that was a can't-miss draft, though, to your point. I'll you, tell you, you, but you, could, you, you missed. missed. <laughs> you couldn't oh, miss. <laughs> literally... I mean, you're talking about missing a target from two feet away in ideal conditions. And I think that's the type of mistake drafting Chet Holmgren will be. Now, I'll eat my words if this young man goes out here and kills it in the NBA and somehow his game translates and they find a way to use him. Because if he's successful, it'll be, I think it'll be more about how uh, the system that they utilize him in and and how they use him. That makes him successful. He'll be a system player. Yeah, but for sure. For sure. Yeah, but uh, he's not going to. I mean, for but sure. When I, yeah, when I think about a franchise guy, I think I, about a guy who can go out there and just change the whole complexion of a game on his own. Well, you, you change that whole team. Like, in other right. words, you have to restructure the team around this guy. Right. right. Like, you know, LeBron goes someplace, man, they're an instant contender. That's, how, that's the guy he's been most of his career. Yeah. When he leaves that place, they fall into the NBA dungeon. Uh, you know, Dwayne Wade, you know, uh, uh, you know, Chris Bosh, these guys, all these other guys, man, they were Mello. just like, good. Yeah, like I, those are the type of players that I think about. Your Jason Tatums, you know, guys that are, are I don't see that role. Com- compare Chet to any successful player in the NBA right now. Who would you compare, take his game and compare and tell me, He's in the mold of this successful player. See, that's tough though. And, and here's, here's here's where that's that's successful player. That yeah. that's unfair because you don't know how any guy is going to project to the NBA. Honestly, a lot of guys end up being way different. I mean, no, everybody. But, no, but, skip- but, but 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 I'm not talking about how he how he's going to do. I'm telling. I'm, I'm I'm asking you. Like when you know, Jason Tatum got a lot of 
compare that you can compare coming into the, the NBA, you could compare his game to a lot of guys who had already had success and say he's kind of in the mold of this player. Do you understand he what I'm saying? Could, he, could, he ended up being way better than he was in college, though. Like, because right. I've seen somebody say that that uh, what's Duke's just left Shashevsky? Like Shashevsky was using him wrong, and obviously he was because he looks like Kobe Bryant light now. Right. So okay, but again, you just made a comparison right there. Like I'm I'm asking you to look. Tell me a player that Chet Holmgren might be in the mold of. Might be. Might I don't like be. in the mold of is weird though because it it we're trying to guess from how your college coach used there you isn't who really. you could end up being. Right, right. Caesar there gets isn't, uh, yeah, yeah, there isn't yeah, really. Yeah, right, I right, mean, yeah, I, if saying. I had to throw a name out, but he doesn't even his, have the weight. He doesn't even have the body type. But that's he, my point. It's not I hard. I see be. him being like a Chris Stapps. But you're taking his skill set, an anorexic skill set, an anorexic yeah. Chris Stapps Brzezinkas. Yeah, well, I just perhaps, don't understand. Perhaps. Yeah, I just yeah. perhaps. Right, like you yeah. know when when uh, Luca came into the league, I was like, you know, he he just he had Dirk Nowitzki vibes. He did with better ball handles, you know, and and maybe and, and probably a, probably a better shooter than Dirk. Yeah, but he was coming also, in, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's 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 the only I'm I'm asking you to take shit and do that because this you should be able to it's do tough, that if he's truly a top I'm five pick. Of. If I don't, you cannot, I don't agree with that. I don't agree. If with you that. if you cannot, you're saying that his skill set is so unique that there's nobody like him. So here's where I disagree. And um, we can disagree. Obviously, we disagree a lot. Think about a guy like Draymond Green, right? Okay. His skill set is being able to defend one through five in value. Okay. Being able to rebound, right? Being able to, being a very good passer, like running the break and being a distributor on the fast break. All right. At Michigan State, he did not project as Magic Johnson without an offensive game. Except he can play defense, but that's kind of what he is. He is, I'm going to run, I'm going to defend. Magic Johnson, I just say that because he can run the break and pass. He does everything except score consistently. Everything. Draymond didn't project that from college because Tom Izzo coaches Draymond, play hard defense, be a big guy. Because in college at 6'9", who's, he was actually on the football team. You are a big guy. At so six, what does nine, he project? Okay, so but again, but my wait, whole point wait, is, let me let me finish. Let me finish my point. Let me finish my point. Let me finish my point. Though at this yeah, point of the on, game, on. nobody was comparing Draymond Green to Dennis Rodman after his first year in college, and that's what you're trying to do. It took Draymond getting on a team with a head coach who knew what he was doing, with other players already filling certain roles, to say, "Hey, Draymond, here are the roles we got left." Can you, you do these my things? Point. You missed my point. No, you're trying to project no, 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 way no, no, too no, far no, ahead. No, no, yes, you, you are. Could, you can look. You could look at Draymond during his time in college and say, you know what? He has a skill set that fits in the mold. Whether he became that or not is not the point. The point is, he had a skill set that you could look at and project that he would have some level of success at the NBA level. I'm asking you to take Chet Holmgren and do the exact same thing. What does he do? That makes him a top five pick that okay. you can't get out of other players. So I'm I'm going to be honest with you. It, it doesn't matter that Draymond was a scorer in college and wasn't in the NBA. That wasn't my point. My point is is that you could look at the multiple skill sets and say this guy rebounds like this guy, or he does. How they use him, how he ends up being used, is beside the point. I'm telling you, I'm looking at his shooting and I'm thinking it. Okay, I'm looking at his size down low. I'm, I'm seeing he got bullied. 
a lot. Every time they went up against somebody that mattered, he was a non-factor. Drew Timmy was the heart and soul of that team. Mm-hmm. Drew I Timmy agree. was the heart and soul that. of that yeah. team. And this guy is supposed to be a number one overall pick? Give me a break. Man, uh, 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 you know, I just don't, I don't see what part of his game translates to him being picked over a Jabari Smith. I agree your, with you. Who is your ideal almost everything. And I, I agree could look with at Jabari you. and say, hey, you know what? He could shoot like this guy or he can defend like this guy. And like, I just see, I see multiple skill sets that Jabari has that translates to success at the NBA level that I see in current players that are successful at the NBA level. I agree with you. All I'm saying is, uh, I also never watched one Chet Holmgren game because I never watched one Gonzaga game. I'm not going to lie to you. I did not care to watch Gonzaga. I was worried about Auburn, and I didn't think it mattered how good Gonzaga was if Auburn was the best team that they could be. And 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 let's and let's I'm, and I'm after so this sorry. point, let's let's shift back to Jabari when we get when we get. I, I thought this was hilarious. My uh, God, Walt Taylor, <laughs> Walt Taylor, Walt Taylor. I saw. Yeah, I saw. Ran, Sean ran this comparison. Sean Bradley, not that. I think he's a better shooter than Sean Bradley, but of the mold. I got what, it. What's Sean doing now? Uh, I think he was just in like a tragic bike accident. And was he? Yeah. It's not good news. Let's, Let's move, move on. on. Okay. All right. All right yeah, we'll yeah. move on from that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yikes. Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. But okay, hold on, wait. Let, let me get to this comment real, real quick. So Steve says, and now shout out to our guy Auburn Memes on Twitter, at Auburn Memes if you don't follow him. Because he has all the Chet hate in the world, and I'm here for it. <laughs> he talked about this a lot. Whenever they played anybody that mattered, this stat disappeared. He shot awful from three yeah. against anybody who was anybody. Right. Right. So I, this stat was inflated somewhat by their week schedule. He's not going to get that kind of space in the He NBA. didn't go off in the tournament. He like did this. not. I, I just don't think it translates. Because against real competition, he didn't dominate like this. He didn't shoot 43% from three. He just didn't. So uh, you're telling me he's a big man that can hit wide open threes. Okay. I mean, we're seeing more of that. Like, you know, like Al Horford is out here hitting threes in the NBA right now. And has been his whole career, basically. So Yeah. yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Can, I mean, he can actually shoot. He can yeah. actually shoot the ball. And, I mean, you've got, got Grant Williams is a three-point shooter. Like, these guys who rebound well and can bang down low but also shoot threes. Right. I just I just PJ don't. P.J. Tucker. Like, yeah. Yeah. Maybe he works on this part of his game. I just don't see that his three-point shooting translating to the NBA level. I just don't. There has That's to be, me. for his height, there has to be a level of physicality also, too, it, it, because those guys who can stretch, they also can do a lot of the dirty work down low. And I, mm-hmm. I, he literally has to get his weight up to be able to do some of that dirty work because he's going to be a liability on the other end of the court. I just don't see him being able to defend. Maybe he can, but the, the, the physical, when you play against the Miamis, the Bostons, mm-hmm. the Memphises, you know what I mean? Like, I, I just don't see him... I see him being a liability on the court, which is why I don't see why you draft him that high. Right, yeah. So if I'm looking at him and I'm looking at this kid from Duke and Jabari Smith, I'm flipping a coin between Paulo and, and, and 
Jabari. Right. I could see either one of those guys being just, a, if not a franchise guy, like one of those guys who's your solid number two that you get crazy production from. You know, I mean, currently in the playoffs, I would say, you know, you know, Steph Curry goes out there and does his thing, but you know Klay Thompson can take over a game at any moment. Right. Jason Tatum is an ex- excellent guy, but you know Jalen Brown can go off at any moment. Right. I see Banchero and Jabari in that mode of guys who could eventually be a guy that if the number one is having an off night, they can carry their team on their night. Mm, I don't sure. see Chet, I don't see Chet doing that because he didn't do that at Gonzaga. Right. I agree. Yeah. I mean, see, and this is part of the false value created from being on Gonzaga when they played through the West Coast Conference. It's mm-hmm. so hard to compare right. apples to apples when when we're playing the competition we're playing down here in the SEC, and y'all are playing teams where the tallest guy is six eight. Like that's that's a very significant difference. And I don't know how they evaluate anybody playing through that conference and looking great, and then playing against similar. Uh, height and size, and all of a sudden, you're not the same player anymore. To me, that would be one of the biggest red flags ever. Right. Yeah. Let me ask you guys this. Sports Illustrated, and I, I believe it's Brett Siegel as well, he's projecting Walker Kessler to be the 25th pick going to San Antonio. And there are other mock, draft that had, mock drafts that has Kessler going late first round. Mm-hmm. What do you think will be the impact of having, for Auburn, having two? We've already had two players drafted before, just last year with JT Thor, mm-hmm. right, and Cooper. JT left too early, man. I hate that. I agree. But we're having guys leave and actually get drafted in the first round. We already know the Auburn as a brand, as a national brand in college basketball, has just been growing over the past few years. But how much more how much more attractive does that make Auburn knowing that guys came here and in one year boost their draft stocks so high to where we got guys, we are almost guaranteeing guys get drafted first round? Yeah, I, I think what it does is is it makes obviously it makes the recruiting process a lot easier for our head coach. Now, uh in the era of NIL where everybody thinks that these kids are just choosing money over everything development still matters they still want to go play someplace where they can win and that will get them to the NBA and you know what's not going to get you to the NBA is a fat NIL check from a school that sucks right <laughs> with a coach that can't coach basketball yeah because the real money is at the next level and the <laughs> NBA has the, they have the best player compensation model of any of the, the major three sports. Yeah, they do. They do. Now, I would argue... Um, baseball. Baseball. Baseball yeah. is probably... Yeah, I mean, yeah. they have longer <laughs> yeah. careers and they stay healthier longer, <laughs> right? For you sure. sign yeah. that one time, man, they're going to pay you that money if you never if you never hit yeah, another home right. run RBI. you getting paid. So, yeah. Baseball. But basketball players are cashing checks, man. Yeah. They, they, they have Thanks. a great compensation package. So, you want that money. You want that money. And if you are a top 20 basketball player in college, the chances are you're going to get your shot at the NBA level. So the few elite guys that everybody's battling for every year, Auburn's going to have their share of those guys primarily because we have had success on the basketball court that guys can see and know translate to the next level. 
So guys like Chuma, Okiki, and um, JT Thor, and uh, these guys who have made it to the league and are doing yeah. well. Sharif Cooper is waiting his turn Okoro. right now. Yeah, I mean, Isaac Okoro yeah. is a beast. Like, these guys that have are going on to the next level and getting drafted in the top, in the first round of the NBA draft, it's going to matter. It's going to make recruiting a lot easier. And then NIL will be your icing on the cake. That's what, that's what NIL is going to be for Auburn basketball. Right. It's going to be the thing that puts you just over the top if you're picking between us and, like, Duke or some other school that has the pedigree, mm. I think. You know, yeah. and I, whether, you, whether you like it or not, I think that it hurts teams like Gonzaga. If you're a top prospect and you're trying to pick between some of these other schools and Gonzaga, you're looking at all the flops. And then you're thinking, I'm going to go here where they develop and I can get a check. I don't know what Gonzaga money is like. I, I don't know what their alumni base is like. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. Either. I'm, I'm not yeah. Sure. So I can't really comment on that. I'm just saying I know the money exists at these other schools. So if you're getting the development there, the only reason you pick Gonzaga over one of those other schools is, is that you, you whiffed on your first choice. Right. That's what NIL is going to do to a school like Gonzaga. Right. Personally, yeah. I think I think it puts them behind, unless they're unless they're really forking over that money. Right. So yes. I could be wrong, but you know I think it sets them back. Big Blue asks, "Will Jabari be the highest AU pick ever?" I think he will. Charles Barkley was the fifth pick in the nineteen eighty. So was so was Okoro. I think I think Okoro was the fifth pick. Yeah. So I don't think we've had anyone higher than fifth. So regardless of what, how it pans out. Jabari is expected to be Auburn's highest draft pick in this upcoming NBA draft, yeah, unless something just might have been. He might have been. Yeah, Fourth? he was five. No, he, he was, was five. five. Okay, he was five. Yeah, yeah. I was always wondering, like, I went, once I saw that Orlando got the number one pick, I was I was rooting against Jabari to get the number you pick number one. It's like, don't go to Orlando, man. Not that they can't be good. Sure, you can have places that are waiting for the perfect player to make a situation great, or. You go to a place where they are coached properly, developing well, and they have people already productive and they're just waiting for the last piece or two. And I think OKC is that place a lot more than Orlando is. Now, OKC is also in Oklahoma. Mm. If, I, if I am a newfound millionaire, do I want to build my fortune and lay my nest in uh, Oklahoma? Take your chances in Orlando. I would rather be in Orlando. I'm in the middle of a lot more stuff and, and closer to a lot more stuff. Uh, and I'm state taxes. And like yeah. there's there's all kind of reasons to want to go to Florida. Yeah, for sure. But, um, and yeah. and you know, I, I look at what's happened with Minnesota, the Timberwolves. If you yeah. get good coaching and you keep getting talented kids from the draft year after year, eventually you'll get a coach. I mean, you can say this with Cleveland too. You'll get good coaching in there, and they'll begin to figure it out. Right. And we, right. we're starting to see this all over the league. Even with Memphis, you you get a piece here, a piece, and then you get a really big piece, and all of a sudden. You making noise, right? Uh, so you really, you're really a good coaching away, especially with Orlando has been quietly building young talent over there. If you get a Jabari over there, look out for Orlando in a few years. I think, right? Yeah, yeah man, that's true. That's that's assuming because I know they got Cole Anthony, who actually was a good rookie last year. Um, you got Chuma down there, who's still productive. Yeah. I know he had some injury issues this past year, but 
they've got the talent. Like, going to Orlando would be great. Talent-wise, it would be great. You would say, all right, here, whoever this coach is, you better put us in the playoffs next year, or you're fired. But that it's not beyond the possibility that they could actually not have a decent coach. Like a team, I'll give you a prime example, Charlotte. They have very good players. I mean, LaMelo Anthony was a rookie of the year, and they have uh, Miles Bridges down there doing work. But their coach is a bum, and he was not playing players who needed development and who needed to be on the field. And as a result, they missed the playoffs. I mean, they got to the play-in, but they got blown out in the play-in. They should be better than they were because the coach is making poor decisions and if you've got a coach holding the team back, you're going to be there. I mean, that that's what creates a situation that's, that's, where... But that's the easy fix, though, right? I mean, yeah. it is, but how many of your years do you want to waste going, oh, well, we'll get it right next year because maybe they'll find a better coach? There's a lot of players who end up just languishing their first few years. They get turned off from the from the uh, the team, and they, they don't want to sign that contract. Or the team yeah. doesn't want to sign them because the coach... Somebody mentioned uh, Andrew Wiggins in the chat a while back. That's a great example. He wasn't a great number one overall first pick. He's looking really productive right now. And I will grant you this. He looks better, but he's not that much better a player. His effort is improved. His effort is improved. He's willfully rebounding. He's willfully defending. He's still kind of hit or miss on the jump shot, but he's found a place where he doesn't have to do everything. He just has to do a few things very well, and he's doing it. And that's the difference between a Cleveland where he was drafted or a Minnesota where he played and the Golden State. Where you go is so important. And I want Jabari to go to the, the best place possible. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. These the, the, the way Golden State built their team, too, they built their team through the draft. They built the core of the team. They picked Steph Curry. The next year, they picked up Klay Thompson. They picked up Draymond Green. Like, they drafted those players. Mm-hmm. So their talent evaluation has been on point for a little bit. Oh, then they God. went out. They oh got, God, I was just bragging about this. The other is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah they I mean, talent. Man, they made the right pick because somebody like uh, Steph Curry was the seventh pick in the 2009 draft. That means six teams passed on Steph Curry. Johnny Flynn, I'll never forget this. Johnny <laughs> Flynn, he played for Syracuse and he got drafted at least at least one spot ahead of Steph Curry, same position, point guard. For the Minnesota Timberwolves, that man did not make it through that first contract. Right. Burned um, out. Clay Thompson, he was the 11th pick in 2011. Ten guys got picked before Clay Thompson. You know, and if you name those 10 guys, I doubt many of them are doing better than Clay Thompson. Now he's one of the best two-way players in the league. Uh, Draymond Green, uh, he got taken uh, with the 35th pick in the second round. Yeah. One yeah. of the best role players in the league. I mean, they've been picking right for a while. One of the and, best role players ever. Right. I, all I'm saying is, is that the, the team that makes the mistake of taking Chet Holmgren will go the way of Joe Dumars. <laughs> and in three years, we're going to be talking about their GM is getting fired because everybody who got taken around Chet is going to be like a, an NBA all-star. While he is <laughs> barely contributing, uh, that's just my thought. And, and I, listen, I will, I'm not. I'm not hoping for Chet to fail. So if he is successful, I'll gladly eat my words. But man, I just don't see it right now. I don't. I don't know how you're looking at what he did in college and saying this translates well to the NBA. I get that he's a unique prospect, but man, I don't know. You are, you now, are now listening, listening to. to- 